Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Welcome into the Tiger Woods Podcast, episode 36, right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Cam Rogers coming at you, Bridget Whalen alongside, as always. Be sure to rate, review the show, DM us on social media as well. Let us know what you think about the program. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on the gram at Mr. Rogers 98. Bridget Whalen on Twitter and Instagram at Bridget K. Whalen. I am coming to you from America's hometown. Yes, Plymouth, Massachusetts. I got out of Maryland because COVID-19 is taking over my apartment building. So here I am in beautiful Plymouth. So shout out to the Mayflower Pilgrims, all that jazz. And shout out to Bridget for coming on the show as always. Bridget, we got a lot to talk about here. This Golf Digest report about the PGA Tour planning a restart in June. We'll go through all of the details, folks, with that. Tiger Woods saying he was peaking during Masters time last week, what does that mean? Plus some insight from our guy, No Tubby Gay, on Tiger Woods' health. And then, Bridget, we have some fun later in the show. We project what Tiger's schedule may be like and then wrap up with some quarantine tips for you guys, especially in terms of golf entertainment as you are continuing your isolation. And on behalf of everybody in the world, thank you for doing so because the more we do that – the quicker we get through this together. So we will get to the start of the show, but first a word from our friends at True Classic Tees. Want to tell you guys about our friends at True Classic Tees, and let me tell you, they are absolutely fantastic. They feel great. They look great. They sent me about 10 shirts, and I wear them all of the time. The best part, they're incredibly cheap, only $15, and now you can get them for even less. Go to trueclassictees.com, use my promo code at checkout, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's believe, B-L-E-A-V, at trueclassictees.com. Okay, welcome back into the Tiger Woods podcast. Cam Rogers, Bridget Whalen. First of all, Bridget, let's let's just welcome you in here. How you doing? How you holding up down there in sunny Florida? I'm good. What's up? I'm still in sunny Florida. I haven't left. COVID hasn't taken over my apartment. Uh, at least yet. I don't think it has <laughs> <Not> yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm doing good. It's still sunny down here, which is definitely keeping my spirits up. That's about it. Good, good. That's the best we can do right now. It's all about positivity and love, folks. That's what we bring you on the Tiger Woods podcast. Bridget, let's talk about the story of the day, in my opinion, maybe the week. Golf Digest is reporting, according to sources, a June restart to the PGA Tour season. So it seems like we've gotten very fortunate with new golf news every single week. So the season is reportedly set to begin on June 11th. 
at Fort Worth for the Charles Schwab Challenge, which was originally scheduled for late May. No fans are expected for that tournament. These plans were reportedly discussed on a conference call yesterday being Monday, folks. Or excuse me, Tuesday. I know my days. Golf is, I think, in my opinion, unique, Bridget, because I think you can do social distancing easier with that sport compared to, say, football, baseball, basketball, because naturally you're close to those opponents and teammates. But in golf, it's pretty easy, especially with no fans and maybe limited media. So, Bridget, before I get into the crux of this report here, what do you make of this kind of reset? And could we see some sort of official announcement soon from the tour? Yeah, I definitely think um, when that was released, it the intention was that the tour will be making an announcement very soon. I agree with you. The sport itself um, is definitely conducive to social distancing, but there's so many other factors that go into putting on a tournament, which I'm wary about. Mm -hmm. So my concern isn't really the fact that you know, players can keep a six foot or more distance apart from each other on course. It's more of what goes into it, all the people that you need there to get something to, you know, be running smoothly. It's still going to be televised. So you need all of those, um, all that personnel on site, even if there aren't a lot of, um, you know, press, just like the White House has been doing, they've condensed the press. Right. I, I still think that there's going to be a lot more people in the mix than you know just the guys out on course right so i think that it's very optimistic um i think that it's highly unlikely but this is the tour's intention and this is their plan so um you know i mean you gotta listen to it right just a philosophical question here bridget here because it seems like the pga tour doesn't want to sit on its hands and they at least want to make some sort of effort as evidenced by the news last week about this new PGA tour schedule and the majors. And then you hear this report from golf digest. So it sounds like, you know, they're trying, they want to make something happen, but as you're saying, it's going to be really, really hard, especially after seeing a report from an update I got on my phone about Anthony Fauci saying that, yeah, there's no way fans are going to be involved with sports for the rest of the year. So the PGA Tour is trying, though. I mean, that much is clear. Yeah, well, the commish is, um, he's on the task force to reopen the U.S. <laughs> economy. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. so, yes, this is the tour's plan. Um, I cannot see it happening. No way will, will fans be present um, at any sporting event in 2020. I think that that uh, can be concluded. And I do not think that there's any way that in the near future pre-vaccine that we see, you know, people sitting next to each other mm -hmm. in stadiums or gather together in, in tight packs on a golf course following Tiger, per se. Um, I, I just don't see it happening. So continuing on here, folks, as I said, June 11th, Charles Schwab. Then you have that gap there, which would be the U.S. Open no longer. They pushed that back to September. Reportedly will be the RBC Heritage, which in theory would be great because Harbor Town's a great tournament. Then you have the Travelers, June 25th through the 28th, Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit, first week of July. Then the John Deere, 
Memorial in July, potential Tiger tournament, probably if it happens. July 23rd, you have the 3M, which is a newer tournament on tour. July 30th, WGC FedEx St. Jude. And then you have the Barracuda that same week. And then you have the schedule picking up as normal, or at least as announced last week, PGA, Wyndham, Northern Trust, BMW, down the line there. We talked about that a week ago. So again, obviously, Bridget, we have to stress, and you have been on this very episode, how this is very much a fluid situation. And I think it's really important to underscore, even though I did it last week, I'll do it again. These tournaments are happening in different states, and different states have different mitigation measures in terms of combating COVID-19, especially New York compared to, say, Idaho, for example. You know, there's a differential in regulations. It's just a fact. And I'm in Massachusetts right now. If you are traveling into Massachusetts, you have to quarantine for 14 days, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow the guidelines and all that. So it's going to be a really tough juggling act to A, get the medical professionals on board with all of this, and then B, like you said before, Bridget, organizing travel, organizing all these volunteers. It's a great point because I think it's (laughs) hard to really realize, but there are a lot of factors that go into a PGA Tour event and a lot of people that aren't just players and media and fans. There's a lot more to it. Yeah, for sure. And and travel, we we've brought that up every single podcast since right. the coronavirus pandemic has um, commenced. That the the travel portion for a golfer's lifestyle, week to week, they travel right, and like not every player has a private plane, so there's a lot of commercial traveling going on. And airplanes right now are like the last place anyone on this planet, literally planet, should be. It's like a petri um, or, dish. Or, or want to be. Yeah, right. Like you, you're in a vacuum sealed <laughs> compartment. So. And I'm a wimp with flying as it is. And then factor in COVID-19, forget about it. <laughs> factor in an invisible <laughs> enemy. Invisible enemy, the smartest <laughs> enemy out there. Yeah, it's wild. It it literally is so dystopian. Um, and, and it's it's just, it's mind-boggling that this is where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I was thinking about it the other day, how crazy life is going to be after this. Like, we're not all going to just forget this, right? Like, I think people are so ready to just be like, let's move on and let and let's move forward. It's it's like, no, like nothing, nothing is going to be the same now. Like, this is so wild. The world is shut down. Like mm-hmm. we are shut down. Like th- this doesn't happen and it's happening. So um, I, sports are, su- are such like a, a tiny, tiny little piece of this puzzle, but I think it's okay to like, you could be focused on this global pandemic you could also be sad about like sports not happening. Like I think that humans are creatures that way. Like we can compartmentalize, right? So I think that talking about this and having the torque, you know, trying to release something and keep people's hopes up or just keep the talk going. I think it's good. Even if it's, even if it's not pragmatic or practical or whatever, or, or like people think it's so fantastical, like, yeah, right. Like this is never going to happen. That's okay. Like it's okay. There's, you know, they're trying, right? Like just, just as everyone is trying to keep their hopes up, I think the tour is doing a good, a good job of like, you know, trying to incentivize players and we're going to come back. So I think it's good overall. 
Yeah, if you're not in the medical world, I think being positively naive is probably a good thing right now. I mean, I why focus on the negative? And Bridget, I hate myself for this because I have every single news app possible on my phone just because it's an OCD thing. Like, I need to know what's happening all the time, all the time. What's the deal? And I got an alert about a study that we may have to do social distancing until 2021. And I was on the phone with my dad today, and he was like, Cam, what the hell? Like, take that okay, stuff I off saw your that. Phone. I thought it was 2022. It was from a Harvard guy, right? Yeah, it might have been that, 2022, yeah. So I asked my father, who's in the medical field, I was like, is this uh, a reality? And he was like, no, like, once they get a vaccine, like, we'll be okay. But of course, my dad is, is not, he, he does, he, you know, he works in cardiology. He's not like some infectious disease, you know, wizard. But yeah. you, you like to think that we, we will fix this problem before 2021 or 2022, whatever. <laughs> All right, more about the schedule here, folks, in a minute. But first, a word from our friends at Bet Online. All right, guys, I know that sports right now are on hold, but they aren't totally done. There's still eSports, American Idol, Big Brother, The Elections, The Spelling Bee, Poker. There's still fun to be had at betonline.ag. Use my promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag. Use my promo code MYPOD100. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Okay, Bridget, so we talked about the schedule according to Golf Digest and, of course, the schedule according to the PGA Tour itself from a week ago. We also have some recent statements from the CEO of the PGA of America who said on SiriusXM that he is fully prepared for a PGA championship without fans and that leaving it to being a TV-only event is totally fine. And again, even at that point, it's still very optimistic. It's still very pie in the sky, if you will, just because, you know, even in August, we don't know. So do you think there's any possibility at all that we could see just TV-only PGA Tour events? Can that logistically happen even for a major championship or even for a regular tour stop? Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like August feels pretty good. Okay. Like, I, I feel like, and I think he said something like that. Um, I do think that a couple, like, weeks ago, maybe it didn't really seem um, all, all that possible. But now I've sort of, I know that I said in the past that I, I don't see golf happening this year. I'm going to be a little more optimistic. And I feel that things are going to flatten out um, at least like for summer. Who knows what the heck will happen once fall comes around. But I do think that August feels good. I really hope that the PJ happens um, out in San Francisco. I mean, I think that that would be awesome if that could happen on schedule. And I do not see fans coming back this whole year. Not, not at all. Like, I don't even think that that's a question. Like, I think that that should just be settled. Just forget I, about I it. Yeah. Know, yeah. Like, I don't know if the commissioner has to come out and like make a statement or something. I think that we should all just assume that crowds of people that cannot be tested and that you, you know, you, you can't really like have a hold of are, are just, they're going to be written off. Like that's just out. Um, the only thing that I think is, bizarre is trying to imagine 
basically a professional tournament like an NCAA tournament <laughs> like there's not going to be anyone you know really on course it's I mean even NCAA tournaments have you know fans parents family whatever so I think the eeriness of the lack of people is going to be a weird adjustment but I think if we get golf back like whatever we'll adjust like that's fine so I was listening to Colt Nose's uh, podcast on the way up to New England, and he was talking about there are a lot of PGA Tour golfers who are struggling and stressed and worried about their PGA Tour cards. Like, we can talk about Adam Scott, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, all we want. They're fine. But there are a lot of guys that understandably are worried about their status. And if we don't have any golf at all, I don't even know what the contingency plan is for that. But you know, it's something to ponder as well. I think that an August 6th start to the PGA Tour season is probably A, the best case scenario, and B, I agree. yeah, a great situation to kick things off with the PGA, scoot into a regular tour stop, Wyndham, then you have the FedEx Cup playoffs, and you got two majors and a Ryder Cup. I think that's a pretty nice schedule and a nice little package, right? Yeah, I like it. And I like that it's at the beginning of the month, per se. Um, and that you're sort of um, in a window of time there where now, you know, August is the eighth month of the year, you could fit a lot in in those last, you know, the back half of the season. So I like starting. Um, I like starting there. I also have been thinking about like Corn Fairy Tour guys. Mm. Like that's a huge like what's going on there, right? Um, I do wish that there wasn't so much focus on the majors, but I also think that people are going to be much more readily apt to get a, a major going as opposed to getting like, I don't know, the St. Jude, you know, just, I just see like the enormity of like a major event, like taking precedence, which is awful because not every guy is going to be able to play in the PGA, you know, come August. Right. Um, so I really, I really think it would be ironic if, if the se if the season kicked. Can you say it? If the season kicked back off, I don't even know what you would how you would word that with a major. Like that would be wild. But I really like the timeline of that as of right now. So the PGA Tour is trying, folks, right now to get some semblance of a schedule going. And as Bridget and I say, August sixth would be just fantastic. Let's talk about a little bit of Tiger Woods, but first, a quick break here on the podcast. Being Home with Hunker is a podcast where we visit with designers, artists, and creatives in the spaces that express and shape their identities, their homes. If you love design and decor, if you're curious about how people live, or if you've been transitioning or transforming your own home, you'll love these honest conversations. Join us weekly at Being Home with Hunker. Visit hunker.com forward slash podcast where you can find subscribe and listen to the show okay Bridget so obviously last week was master's week and if you <laughs> you know just fun fact in case you didn't know uh yeah Tiger reflected on his master's win as he should because it's still surreal to me probably for him still and he talked about it with Jim Nance on CBS also mentioning that Tiger was very wired for the masters last week like he was peaking at the right time health-wise swing-wise all of this and i think a it has to do with tiger just being naturally 
<laughs> predisposed to majors. <laughs> and then B, just like obviously in this 2020 season, being healthier because he did have some issues earlier in the season. What do you make of Tiger's words on peaking and perhaps what could have been? I mean, it was the best thing I've ever heard in a long time when he said, you know, my body, it's just muscle memory. It, it peaks <laughs> during the majors. Inject that <laughs> like, into my veins. Yeah, like, like he is such a freak. I cannot get enough. Like, literally, I think I was salivating watching that. Like, I was the drool emoji. Plus, he's in, like, his however many million-dollar simulator. Right. <laughs> like, the, like, pillow wall, like, soundproof this is amazing. Um, so I want to do a little reflection because I feel like on the last podcast, you asked me about my memory of 2019. And I sort of was just a little like, I don't know, I couldn't really put my words together. And now I've had the time to rewatch it. And I just have to say, the fact that going into Sunday, I had an idea that he was going to win when like really that wasn't actually the the, the major storyline at all like I totally remembered it wrong but I had that weird blind faith that like Tigers is gonna do something today and sure enough he did and it was literally like the domino effect of players like they just fell off like one by one Right. That leaderboard was wild. I forgot how packed that leaderboard was with big names. Like, I didn't even remember Dustin Johnson playing well. Like, literally had no recollection. And then in his interview with Amanda Balionis after, he was like, you know, I played really well today, but it was just like a, a little too late. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this was totally erased from my memory. I knew that Francesco had the lead. I knew all that. I knew that Tiger was coming from behind. But rewatching it, I think I was so enamored with like the enormity of him securing his 15th major that I kind of only remembered bits and pieces. And now rewatching it, I was like, wow, that really is the greatest story ever told. Like the, the whole plot like thickened as the day went on. Like it was almost not really suspenseful and it wasn't really high energy because it wasn't like tiger you know took the lead on like hole three and then was like trying to hold on to the lead it was really like super patient playing by tiger he literally is the king of that mental fortitude like no one on this planet that i've been exposed to has the mental strength of tiger woods and it was so evident in that final round like you literally saw like tony finau i saw him crumbling mentally in physical form like i saw it and that's just wild and i think when i watched it in 2019 in real time i was so hyper focused on tiger that I wasn't really aware of like all the elements around him. Mm. And now going into it this year, I just sort of looked at more like the forest instead of the trees, as they say. And I realized that he was in such a tunnel and literally everything around him was just like crumbling one thing after the other. And it's kind of like what he said in his press conference the Tuesday prior. He said the luck element has to be there and it hasn't really been there yet. And it was, it was there at the masters, like go figure. Of course it was. So watching it back this year, I experienced like a whole new range of emotions. And I was super thankful that I had that opportunity. It was almost as if 
getting to rewatch it like rivaled live action for me. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna put that out there because I don't know if I would have uh, I would have watched that final round in its entirety, right? Like I'm not gonna take the time out one day and just watch like five and a half hours of golf where I know how it ended up. I mean, mm. I love Tiger. I'm not that crazy. I'll just. It's a big commitment, needless yeah, to say. And I'll say, I love him, but like, you know, not that much. Um, so getting the opportunity to watch that back is like a gift I could have never imagined receiving. And it's awesome. Like literally had a whole new range of emotions, felt a whole new sense of like awareness of like the enormity of Tiger Woods, right? Like we're in 2020 now and he still is the needle. It's yep. wild. Like it's wild. And I, I was so aware of that during the final round, like that final round will go down as, as the best thing I've seen, like in real time sports wise, like there, there will be nothing else. Like that is it. You know, I, I was 29 years old and, and I saw the best that I will ever see. Heck of a take. Heck of a take. Mic drop right there. And <laughs> seriously, I'm tearing up just hearing your soliloquy here. Oh, man. It was like I couldn't – I really couldn't have imagined ever being in a scenario where I would rewatch that again or have a reason to. And now I'm like, man, I should go watch a lot of his final rounds over and be aware of the people around him. Like the whole – thing is is a story that I usually am just focused on the main character where like when you watch a movie that's not the case you don't just like focus on the main guy you focus on the whole story right so like I don't know now I have this new perspective maybe I gotta do that in quarantine just go watch back the 80 plus wins of tight well I already got one down so like just go watch the rest <laughs> it is truly amazing because it makes you think about how hard it is just to win on the PGA Tour once and insane. to do it over 80 times and a gajillion majors and perhaps one day surpassing Jack Nicholas. and, oh, by the way, going through multiple back surgeries and... Knee problems. Knee problems. Personal problems. Not, yeah, not going to lie, he was a punchline at one point, you know? Hard. I mean... It's just absolutely unbelievable. In and 2016. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's insane. It literally is insane. I'm such a fan. And I know that a lot of people have a, a problem with his personal whatever you want to call it. But if you cannot admire and acknowledge the things that this man has accomplished, I don't know. I really don't know. There's no hope for you. Like if you're not emotional when he hugged Charlie – I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I could be friends with you. I really don't. I, Let me like, tell you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it, know. It's a difficult tap dance, if you will, on the dating apps when I tell people that I cover Tiger Woods and oh, they're like, oh, I don't really like what he did. I'm like, <laughs> but like, he's a good golfer and stuff. I mean, it's, it's hard <laughs> sometimes. Like, so, you have no idea, like his resume. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. Uh, I did a couple of radio hits last week, folks. And Bridget, I think this is a good way to kind of Tie it in, encapsulate buddy. Tiger. Tie it in. <laughs> it's like a pie chart, right? And Tiger is 98% of that pie chart in terms of the game of golf, not to go all AP stat on you guys. But it's like, literally, he is the game. And he, like you said, he is the needle. He moves the needle. It's all of this. And I worship the man. 
I worship him. And yeah. if, if you want to judge me on that, go right ahead because I have done my homework. He is so impressive. If you don't worship him and you know that all he's done, then, then I, I don't, I literally, I don't know. I don't know. More to come too. Speaking of which, we're going to talk about Tiger's potential schedule here in 2020. But first, we love, a, Tiger. We love him. <laughs> but first, our friends at LinkedIn Jobs have a message. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. And the only place to find the perfect hire is LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so let's talk schedule. And let's be positive here and assume that we see some semblance of PGA Tour golf. So, Bridget, just for kicks, Wait, let's, let's just, we're gonna play like Colonials happening when it's literally, yeah. Okay, yeah. So good. let's start June 11th and then work our way, and let's see if we can get some sort of Tiger schedule out there for the people at home. And obviously, we start at Fort Worth. I think we can both agree that that's not going to happen unless Tiger really, really, really has that itch to get back on a golf course and get back into competition. That I could see. So Tiger is a creature of habit, right? I mean, I guess all professional golfers are like pretty relentless on routine. And Tiger's schedule and training is built around majors. And just because the coronavirus has hit, I do not think that that's going to change. So I say Colonial's out. Okay, Colonial out. Let's talk about the RBC Heritage. I say no-go there. I don't think he's been there at all, has he? I think he, like in the 90s, I think okay. he was. I heard one time about that because people conjectured, like, why doesn't he play Hillenet or whatever? Um, and I heard one time someone said because of its layout. <laughs> I was like... That's weird. I feel like typically it's because it doesn't fit into a schedule, but right. no, I say that's out. Yeah, usually the week after the Masters, so yeah. usually not Tiger territory. Uh, the Travelers Championship in Cromwell, Connecticut. I don't think he's played that. So I think is the GHO still. The Greater Hartford Open or whatever. Yeah. TBT. TBT. <laughs> the first tournament I've ever been to. It's a good one. Good course. Uh, but no, Tiger will not no. be there. That's out. July 4th, I don't think Tiger is going to be playing the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit, Bridget. No. Although there was talk last year, like, maybe he'll come to Detroit. Maybe any didn't. He's no. not coming this year either. There was some buzz, yeah, because of the inaugural event and all that, Correct. but no. Correct. The next week, John Deere, TPC Deere Run. Heck no. I assume yeah. you agree. <laughs> Ho-hum, moving on. July 16th, the Memorial. So that could be the return of Tiger. In fact, I would lean towards yes, maybe 75% yes. Yeah, I agree too. Like, so say he plays Memorial, he still has the opportunity to slide in another event before P the PGA if he feels like he's not ready. So that could sort of be the barometer. Mm -hmm. So I like Memorial, especially because it's Jack's tournament as well. Right. And All right. So. so Memorial, July 16th, we'll do a check mark there. Then you have the 3M Open in Minnesota. It's like a sound effect, like bing. 
yeah, I know. I got to factor that in there. Use my editing skills. 3M Open. No. No. And then you have WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. This was a point of discussion last year, Bridget, because, again, it was not at Firestone. So you thought, okay, maybe Tiger won't go. But then again, it's also a WGC. What happens? He doesn't go. This year, could he go? So this is my thing. Say he plays, just like I said, say he plays Memorial, feels like there's something that needs to be tinkered with or, you know, something doesn't feel right or something does feel right that he wants to explore. Whatever the case may be, I say that St. Jude is where he would explore it pre-PGA. So I, this is like a, a 50, this is like a black and white cookie for me. Totally, know. totally. I'm going 55% yes. So basically okay. with you, it's really hard because I think it agreed. It depends on the memorial. So we'll see. That's July 30th. Barracuda happens at the same time, by the way. And then we usher our way into what we know is going to happen, of course, according to the PGA Tour. Wait, I just have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I had to. Totally. No, I feel that. I'm like on a high now that we talked about Tiger winning the 2019 <laughs> Masters. So, all, all adrenaline. Things, yeah. Things are just flying by the wayside at this point of the pod. So things get interesting here. PGA Championship, of course. So let's just assume, I mean, let's just say that he's going to play in all the major championships. That is going to happen. Wyndham Championship, August 13th. I don't see it, Bridget, because you have the no. FedEx Cup, right? Correct. Next week. So here's the real interesting part. Does he play every single leg of the playoffs? And I think that depends on where he stands in the FedEx Cup. I agree. I think he can afford to skip Boston, though. I agree. It'd be a, it's going to be a lot of golf condensed. So if he is in good standing, no way will he play all the legs. Yeah. So I'm actually going to say he's going to skip the Northern Trust. Okay. I mean, I honestly, I have no opinion about, about these three tournaments. Like, if he plays or doesn't play, I just think that depending dependent upon where he is will be the major influence i cannot see him playing all of them i cannot see him wanting to play all of them that much to be honest um but yeah sure i'll go with that he could skip northern trust he is traveling a bit here if you look at these three tournaments everybody's traveling boston then you go to chicago then you go to atlanta so it's kind of a weird zigzag there so bmw august 27th i'll say he plays it and then you have the tour championship if he makes it which I think he will. He will play that, of course, because he wants to win the FedEx Cup. So then you have the U.S. Open. That's going to happen. The Ryder Cup. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and then, of course, the Masters in November. So not too many question marks there. So overall, I mean, we still could get, again, if this all happens, a fairly good sample size of Tiger Woods golf. So if you want to look at it from that perspective, you're not going to miss much of Tiger even though we're missing a lot of tournaments because A, you know, he plays a condensed schedule anyway, but B, a lot of the big fat tournaments, the good ones that he usually plays are still on for now. The irony is not lost on me that in 2018, he wins the tour championship and he says, you know, next year, next season, I'm not going to be playing as much. He still gave us, I think, 13 starts. I don't know, maybe that's off. I, I got to check that. Enough starts. He won the Masters. He won the Zozo. Like, it was great. And then this year, it was like, oh, man, he's probably not going to play a lot. Nobody's going to play a lot. So right. you know what? I don't know. The golf world, it just really follows in accordance with Tiger at this point. Like, it's wild that this 
postponement of the season, this time off, is coming in accordance with his back issues. Like, go figure. Like, the thing, the very thing that has caused him to take time off in the past, like indefinite breaks, per se, is literally in alignment with the coronavirus pandemic. (laughs) And, you know... I want to touch upon quickly here his health and that, you know, I think Nota Begay said that he wasn't in the best of shape a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, right? No, I mean, he he said point blank, he's relieved that he doesn't have to rush back. There's no specific timeline that Tiger has to abide by. He literally is having the opportunity to rest up his back and not have to worry about missing tournaments week in and week out. Like this couldn't, be more of a perfect scenario body-wise for the great Tiger Woods. There you go. All right, folks, we're going to talk about some tips for you during quarantine, what you can do that's golf-related. But first, a word from our sponsor at Safe. With home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. You can wait weeks for a technician to do a messy install that costs a fortune or you can go to Simplisafe, the two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice Award. Go to simplisafe.com team today, and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure you go to simplisafe.com team. That's simplisafe.com team. From Simplisafe and all of us here, wishing you safety and good health. Okay, it is firmly quarantine season, Bridget, and I think for people, sleeping could be getting boring at this point. Like, it's getting that bad, and we're here to help. So I have some thoughts, you have some thoughts in terms of passing the time as a golf fan. So I'll just run down my list here. I think now is a great time to practice the short game, and especially the putting. So getting yourself like a putting mat or something like that playing around, getting good with your short game, because that's how, of course, you score. And trust me, I personally, what's that? Yeah, exactly. And I personally have thrown away a lot of shots around the green in my career, especially during my high school varsity days where I peaked with my golf game. So yeah, uh, practicing your short game is a good thing. And I actually like this idea too. Watch old interviews of Tiger Woods and then watch new interviews of Tiger Woods within the last year and a half, two years. And seeing the development of him as a person, it's really interesting to see how much more open he is with the media now than what he used to be. And I think it's a really interesting angle to look at. Of course, we can look at the golf and the success there, but how he has transformed as a person, it's really, really cool to see. And then If you are a hashtag gamer, and by the way, I am now on the Nintendo 64 grind. I actually succumbed to buying one online. But if you have a PlayStation, Bridget, Tiger Woods PGA Tour, there you go. Wow, you succumbed to buying a Nintendo 64, and it's 2020. Um, So I have an issue with nostalgia. So I am like obsessed with any element of nostalgia whatsoever. The night before Thanksgiving, the unofficial reunion of high school friends, I live for it. It's an ultimate branding event for me. We're chronophobics. We have a Tiger Woods podcast. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. So those are some of my tips. I don't know if you have anything to toss out here in terms of, you know, 
passing the time in the golf world, Bridget, because we're all struggling right now. So golf.com is doing a really cool um, thing at the present moment. It's hashtag playing through. Mm -hmm. I think they partnered up with Michelob Ultra. So if you post at like, you know, a short game shot, something fun, throw in a Michelob, like get some product placement. And if you post something on social media and do hashtag playing through, they're donating um, to, you know, coronavirus relief. So I think that's really cool. Um, social media outlets who have come out with things like that, where you're not just doing something for fun, you're also going to be benefiting something. I think that's a really nice thing to do at this time. Um, sure. Yeah, so that's really cool. I did one like little post for them and I used a uh, tennis racket because I don't play golf people, so I don't have clubs. Um, but I did have a Titleist three ball, so I had a real ball. But yeah, it was fun. I like, you know, I spent some time like setting it up, and it was a fun time. So was it a Pro V one? Uh, That's the real question. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I took it from a shoe. I, I assume it's it's what the players play with. Oh, okay, yeah, definitely Pro V one, definitely, definitely. It's, yeah, it's like yeah, tour tour grade. I don't know. Maybe All like right. Kevin, Kevin Kisner might have hit with it, actually. <laughs> Fun fact. You better keep that then. <laughs> Don't lose that ball. Oh, yeah. I got it. It's here. All right, folks. We're going to keep on keeping on with the Tiger Woods podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Again, reach us at the Twitters, the Instagrams, Bridget K. Whalen on the Gram and Twitter, me, Mr. Rogers99 on Twitter, Mr. Rogers98 on Instagram. Let us know what you think about the show. Plenty of more content coming your way. For Bridget Whalen, I am Cam Rogers. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.